Y'all, before I start this video, I thank God it ain't nothing but God. The second of all, I thank y'all, yeah, I thank y'all yeah, so much. Y'all don't know how much I thank y'all. I, I thank y'all to the moon and back. I would walk where y'all live and say thank you, but I can't because I'm tired. Period. And goodbye. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from college, I'm Doyen, drinking hypnotic. <laughs> Listen, I have been praying over my tummy all day. <laughs> Doyen insisted we have hypnotic. So it's like, okay. All right. I haven't had this in like, yeah, probably college. Yeah. I apparently have no regard for my innards, so I will tell y'all what I started off to drink. So, I decided to have a Hulk 75. <laughs> what is that you say? It is uh, hypnotic, some cognac, and champagne with some lime juice. <laughs> and how does it taste? Like <laughs> elevated college. <laughs> The pause, the pause. It's the pause for me. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit disappointed in myself that I like. I took a sip of hypnotic and I was like, "Oh, this is great. I miss this." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> I mean, I thought we were better than this. But listen, I still enjoy hypnotic. I am all about enjoying things you enjoy, <laughs> and maybe it's because I never really had hypnotic by itself. Like, you know, um, I went to college in the early 2000s, so it was all about the Hulk. So <laughs> maybe that's why I don't, you know, I don't know. It's also super, super sugary, and I don't care for super sweet drinks, but. Yeah. So what else been going on with you other than terrorizing your liver? <laughs> Um, I went to Atlanta this past weekend. Oh, wow. um, my eldest sister, poor thing. I keep telling her age to everybody, but she turned 50. <laughs> That's a and blessing. So, yeah. So we went to Atlanta and, you know, stayed with my sister, your line sister, and kind of just, you know, had a good old celebration for her. Yay. It was super exciting. I went to this, um, black owned tea shop which is oh. really cool. So we mixed our own teas. Mm. And so I made one that was like, it's called vitamin C, vitamin C, and it had hibiscus and like rose hips and petals. And I added some cardamom, you know, for the culture <laughs> and like cinnamon. And that was great. And then I was like, I want to make a lavender chai because you know what's better mm. than chai? Adding lavender, lavender to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. Now I have two teas um, to, you know, get me through my day. Let me tell you, my line sister, your sister, always knows, like, the best little places to go. Like, she's mm -hmm. already told us several places that we're going to have to visit <laughs> when we go see her. <laughs> like, she just always knows where to find, like, those little niche spots. Yeah, and, like, so... In some regards, I don't really like Atlanta because I don't like the whole, like, brunch is a party culture. Like, I don't want to DJ at my brunch. I, I don't want you popping your, hmm, over my chicken and waffles. That's all I'm right. saying. That's all I'm saying. But 
also it is like just such a black mecca where yes. you can find amazing you know you know like a lot of cities you're not gonna find a tea shop owned by a black person you know like you know like a lot of our ownership is relegated to like chicken and stuff like that so like not to say only that but that's like the most popular thing and so it's just cool to see like black people doing such cool stuff in Atlanta I think it's a new chocolate city since everybody left DC to for the suburbs and you know what I was about to say I think DC's brunch culture is kind of the same and I must say I enjoy watching them on Instagram I just don't (laughs) want to be there (laughs) yeah well, I'm glad y'all had fun and found like that cute little spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's bringing you joy? Despite all of the things that I could have eaten. Come on now. I lost like two pounds and I was like, mm. what do you So mm. I was really adamant about like, I need salad for most of my like non-breakfast meals. <laughs> and I just didn't eat like, cause we had a lot of Nigerian food for like the, the dinner party. Mm-hmm. And I didn't eat everything, you know, like kind of limited my carbs and stuff like that. So I was proud that I didn't come back to disappointment on my scale. Okay. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> right. But I like, I was telling my sister today, I was like, I don't know if my appetite is reduced or I'm just tired of eating healthy foods. So I get fuller faster because I want to eat it anymore. But I'm yeah. not eating as much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was saying the other day, like, I'm just tired of eating. Like, my mouth is just tired of eating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how you get sometimes. You just don't want anything to eat. You just, you like, my body knows I haven't eaten. And it's like, you need to eat. But my mouth is like, no, I'm tired. So I completely get, like, being over it. <laughs> I'm tired of eating, like, like, I'll be chewing, like, a piece of Swiss chard. And I'll be like, I'm tired of chewing this thing. Why is it still in my mouth? I know that's real. But I sometimes I'll have a hankering for a chip. I'm like, just give me like two to three crunchy things. I mean, I could eat carrots, but the huh. or like sometimes I'll eat almonds. Just like I want to crunch something, and yeah. that'd always be salad or soup. Um, but yeah. So, and then yesterday when I got home. I realized I was all peopled out by like 8 p.m. Saturday. So when I got home, it was just like me and my dog hanging out with Jay. And so we watched both of the Deadpool movies in a row. I didn't realize how like traumatized I was by Deadpool 2, like the beginning oh, of really? it. really? <laughs> I've never seen any, so any of the Deadpool. Oh, I love it. I love Ryan Reynolds the the humor is hilarious which is why he can never be in like the main avengers because it's straight (laughs) (laughs) r-rated okay i might need to check out deadpool then did you finish um captain america and the winter soldier i have not finished winter falcon okay (laughs) i won't ruin it for you then but it was good um I'm trying to see, do I have any more doyen questions? I feel like I haven't seen your face in so long. I know. Uh, I guess that's it. Just glad you, glad to see you. <laughs> Apparently something's supposed to be happening with the Scorpio moon today, and I'm supposed to have a meltdown. <laughs> um, 
I so I got um a notification too about the moon, something about a super pink moon or something like that. I didn't read it. Um I just saw it and kept on going. <laughs> but listen, something was going on because I'm telling you, I have been super horny for fictional characters and it is just like ridiculous how I, like I've been really hot for fictional characters and I just don't understand where that's coming from but anywho <laughs> oh by the way I did finish a book I was hoping that light was better because I was getting hot because of this fantasy you, uh, but... you can leave it off if you need to no I'm fine but anyways I finished a book it was like I love the book until like the last three pages where they wrapped it up super sweet and then I was like I'm not happy with this. Our book, our <laughs> book club book. No, it's a different one. Oh, okay. It's called a lost pocket apothecary. <laughs> I keep messing up that word. Uh, but I think I might have that. It's a really pretty book, which is why I got it. But oh my god, I do the same thing. <laughs> I bought several books just because, like, the covers were gorgeous. <laughs> and then I went on a rant to my friend because I started another book and it was like the woman was kind of like well I never had his kids so like he screwed her over in a divorce and I'm like listen women we gotta understand that our only value is not having kids like <laughs> I mean that's not our only value in a relationship <laughs> okay. okay I know that's so that I started reading our book public because it was everything else was making me mad um I haven't started it but I'm going to start tonight <laughs> I love that smile. <laughs> um so but you know what the hell? Oh. So lately all I've been wanting to do is lay up with my feet under my heating pad and listen to podcasts. Like that's all I've been wanting to do lately. So mm-hmm history podcast specifically like I want to listen to and I don't know why because normally I like to listen to stories but anywho so tonight because Doyen has me drinking hypnotic I am drinking a hypnotic martini and it is called the bluebird and it is one part hypnotic one part rum and a splash of lime juice um real basic I must say it has kind of a musty aftertaste (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I don't know if that's my good sense telling me like girl you should not be drinking hypnotic but it's got like a little funky aftertaste I don't know but I had exactly one martini glass and to be quite frank I'm surprised I even had that because I remember breaking like almost every martini glass I've ever had. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I just break them like at a higher frequency than I break other things. And I was like, let me check and see if I have a martini glass. And I had a martini glass. So (laughs) I prefer the stemless because of that very reason. Yeah, I need to get some stemless martinis. I, that was, I, I was actually going to when, um, when Pier 1 in my neighborhood was going out of business. And, yeah, everybody just beat me to all the good shit. So. <laughs> my um, sister kept mentioning, like, I was asking her, like, where she gets her stuff. And she was like, oh, this was a Pier 1 going out of business. So I'm like, 
<sighs> Do they have more pier ones here? When they're going out of business, because <laughs> I need some stuff. I found some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all the really good things that I wanted, because I wanted um some dinnerware, which I ended up getting from somewhere else, but everything that I wanted was gone. I had to pick up my phone because my notes are in my phone. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Everything I wanted was gone um, because basically people just, so I was waiting, right? Because I knew that like the prices would steadily fall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was my mistake because other people did not wait. <laughs> <laughs> that place was like empty by the time I got in there like I got some good I got a nice vase like I got some nice things but not what I was looking for yeah tonight um what brings me joy let me tell you there is this guy on TikTok (laughs) I saw somebody like I meant to clip the article and send it to you it was an article about how TikTok basically has saved all of us from like the pandemic. And I was like, yes, it has. So there's this guy on TikTok named Chris, um, I guess it's Briar or Brer. I'm not sure. Anywho, he's a painter, he's an artist, and he mixes paint colors to match whatever. So like he'll be um, the most recent one I saw was a CD and he matched paint colors to match. I mean, you know what a CD looks like on the back, the shiny side. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. mixed colors till he got that color right. And like, he always is so amazing. And I could just watch him mix colors all day. Just random things. He'll just mix and he'll be like, oh, it's a little, it needs a, it needs a little more blue. And you're like, there's no blue in that color, sir. And then he puts it in there and you're like, ooh, yes, it is. Like, it's just just beautiful. I love watching him. And it's so calming. It's so calming. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have the Bob Ross voice or anything, but he's still super calming. Speaking of, there's this um, this company called Always Fits. And Facebook knows that I want everything that they have. So yesterday they were showing me another carousel at the ones he flipped through. And they had like a Bob Ross finger puppet. And I was like, I want that. But I was like, what am I going to do with a Bob Ross finger puppet? Play with Roxy. <laughs> oh, speaking of, she's been playing with my uh, MSU bulldog that I stole from my sister, your line sister. And I'm like, Roxy, that's not your toy. Like, you can play with anything else in this house but that. <laughs> so now that's going to be her obsession. So you're going to have to put yeah. it up like where she yeah. can't get it. And I have, like, a little moose that has, like, an insulin pump like me. And I'm like, that's not your toy either. Like, <laughs> Roxy said it's her house. Everything in that house belongs to her. Gosh, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Cool. So we can move along to our current events. Um... So, like, I didn't even know the Oscars didn't happen until I got notifications that the Oscars were happening. Um, I'm (laughs) sure, like, all the other award shows, I'm sure their numbers are way down because we just don't give a fuck anymore. 
But the cool thing about this one was that they were able to be in person this time around. And we didn't have to go through the suffering that was the Grammys digitally. Well, no. There were some people in the Grammys. Anyways, so. Yeah. Wanted to start with the fashion. And really, I am zeroed in on this picture of Leslie Odom Jr. Now, Mm. Leslie Odom Jr., we have like a mixed relationship because I'm still mad at him for killing Alexander Hamilton. He is but not Aaron Burr. <laughs> you know that black people assign yes, yes. <laughs> their values towards a person based and on And that's who you are for life. <laughs> yeah. But he shows up in this gold suit, mm. shiny ass mm. shoes. He has, um, the top is cornrows. I, I cannot tell you, probably since the last time I drank hypnotic, I have not been attracted <laughs> to a man with cornrows, but he is just like, woof. <sighs> um, other black people that did not miss, of course, good sis Viola Davis never, ever misses. Never. She was in Alexander McQueen with a Jimmy, Cl- Jimmy Chu clutch. Also, little sis Zendaya and her Valentina, Valentina Pocator. Listen, Zendaya, her, like, La Roach is her stylist, and Mm -hmm. it is like they conspire every time to just (laughs) shame everybody else on the carpet. (laughs) There was, he had this, like, um, post on his Instagram, and he was like, so everybody keeps asking me why Zendaya was the only one with wind. And then he shows, like, the frame. He followed her on the red carpet with the fan so that she could have Beyonce wind. Like, come yes. on. Come yes. on. <laughs> and, like, you see her, because on the red carpet, you know, when we see it on TV or online, it looks like it's only one person at a time, but it's not. And it's a step and repeat. So you see this line of actresses, they have steel. But Zendaya hair, she got Beyonce wind. <laughs> It was I perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> um, Miss Regina King, per usual. I I I spent the whole night trying to figure out who styled her, because first of all, she's another one that never misses. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, she looked like a freaking angel. I mean, yeah. I just I couldn't stop looking at it. I couldn't stop looking at it. As the young people would say, her dress fucks. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> Halle Berry was doing something. Um, I like I, her dress. Um, yeah, it's like a few elements happening at once. Like I don't hate it, but it wasn't expected. <laughs> I think for me, the hair took away from the dress. I could see that. But I know that that hairstyle is in it's just not in to me so yeah. yeah um her i cannot wait till china picks up on this and makes me a Shein version of it because <laughs> i loved her shit and then of course her hair actually really did like yeah. compliment yeah it did the look that she had it did um they keep showing me these white women. I'm like, Taylor Swift? And it's not, but it's just a lot of Taylor Swift looking women. Um, oh, Angela Bassett. Yeah, I was about to talk about her. Yes. Yes, girl. And so I was watching 
um, American Horror Story yesterday, and I saw her, and I was like, <gasps> I was so happy. <laughs> We're on the um, hotel season. So, did you um, did you skip the witch season? So it was more like James had it on, and I just watched what he had on. Oh, okay. So, so you, I think we did skip the witch. So you haven't, because I, I know at one time, like I tried to get you to watch them, and you're like, eh. <laughs> and then, um, because I told you they weren't really, really scary, but I just yeah. didn't know if maybe you were going back. Y'all should go back and start from the beginning. We did watch some of the the house. Mm-hmm. And then we've been watching, and I tell you, it cracks me up. I'm like, children cannot be trusted to be vampires because they just fuck <laughs> up some shit. I mean, they're impulsive. <laughs> I'm just like, they cannot be trusted. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield continue to Lakeith Stanfield. That's pretty much all I have. Also, Quest Love showed up in some gold cracks. <laughs> Listen, I was just talking to um, one of my friends the other day because she was like, her niece and nephew were wearing Crocs and she was like, what is this? And I was like, girl, the kids love Crocs. Like the teenager, like Crocs are in style. Now I have never worn Crocs and I do not intend on wearing them. I don't like them, but they really are in style. Like that is what is in style. I don't get it, but. I wore Crocs in college they're very comfortable i'm not willing to wear crocs today <laughs> i've never worn them and it's it doesn't have anything to do i mean i just didn't like the way they look and if i had liked them i would have because i'm all for wearing what you like no matter what but yeah yeah it's in style andre, andre day was gorgeous in a gold bear wing dress mm-hmm. tyler perry tried his best to look snatched in his velvet suit and mismatching <laughs> pants. And those were pretty much all the people I wish to talk about. Yeah. I think we caught all the good black people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So we're going to go on to the winners. Um, I kept getting all these notifications about how like Chadwick Boseman was snubbed and I'm like... I don't know. I haven't watched what he did, so I don't know if he was or not. <laughs> I'm assuming it was for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me check and see. Oops. Yeah, it was. Well, look at there. My um Yeah, so even the like awards people thought he was gonna win. Yeah. So that's why they moved Best Actor to the last because normally you know that's not the last thing usually best picture or best director or something like that is last but they moved it to being last because they thought Chad would would win and they thought Mm -hmm. okay that'd be a perfect ending to the show Mm -hmm. and no he did not (laughs) Viola was also um, nominated as best actress and basically No Man Land had a No Bad Land had a Good night. So they got best picture, best director, and actress in a leading role. Um, so, the actor <clears throat> in the leading role went to the father with Anthony Hopkins instead of Chadwick. Um, to for Nomad's Land, somebody, somebody on Twitter was saying how, you know, before the award shows, they 
basically do everything they can to get all the homeless people off the street so that they don't create like an eyesore. Mm -hmm. And so like they were pretty mean and pushy about it, clearing out all of the homeless people so that, you know, they could have their big night. And then the movie or the show or whatever that wins the most is a movie about a woman who is homeless. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on, people. Hypocrisy. Exactly. Daniel Kaluuya won um, actor in a supporting role for Judas and the Black Messiah. I was told that he thanked his parents for having sex, which made BuzzFeed giggle. And I was like, go away (laughs) with your notifications. Yes. Um, Fight for You also won under Judas and the Black Messiah as the best original song. Soul won big. It won a couple um, animated feature film. And then makeup and hairstyling, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom one. Yes. I mean, and I, listen, they made, yes, they deserved. They deserved. Yeah, I just haven't seen. (laughs) And I don't know what I can watch it because it's going to be, I mean, my feelings for a second. Um, Why? Because of Chadwick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, again, I don't know, fully know what it's about, but the problem is with a lot of Black movies, it's just really tough, and it's really traumatic for me to watch, and so I'm never one to be running towards watching them. That's um, I So, part of why I watched it, Ma's Black Bottom specifically, is because my mom was at my house and she wanted to watch it, so that was a huge part of it, but also... I'm familiar with the play, so I already kind of know what happens. So I was mm-hmm. okay with watching it. But yeah, I've been doing that as well. Like, I've avoided so many. I haven't seen uh, Night in Miami. I haven't seen uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, I haven't seen any of those because I just mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah. Even the one on Billie Holiday, I'm like... Yeah. I tried to start it, I was like, no. Yeah, same. I can't. Same. I was really disappointed that... Borat and the subsequent movie film didn't win anything because I fucking love that movie. <laughs> but alas, I, they win. They win a poor life decision. Um, <laughs> adapted screenplay. <laughs> All right. So next up, um, Jaleel White, who we love so much, is Steve Urkel slash... What was his other name? Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> he is launching a purple Urkel cannabis line. And I'm concerned. It's like, what, what is it going to do to me? <laughs> I mean, is it the same perp that people used to smoke like in the mm-hmm. mid 2000s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he was like, the thing that always stood out to me was there was no clear brand leader for Fire Purple Weed. Yeah. It made no sense to me that no company of significance had claimed this lane. So why not me? And I'm all for black people reclaiming marijuana. <laughs> yes. Especially when so many of us have gone to jail for it. And like, I think even now with like the legalization of marijuana, mm-hmm. there are a lot of black people stand to lose out because it's going to become a very white 
industry. It 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 is a very white industry already. There's so there's we have very little representation. Um mm-hmm. and it has to do a lot with the rules and I'm using air quotes for that, but yeah. Um mm-hmm. just real it's 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 a business that's designed for us not to get started cuz one of the main things about it is you can't get a business loan. You can't you mm-hmm. can't get any type of loan for it from a bank because it's not legal federally. Mm-hmm. So there were just so many things that play against us when it comes to you know being big players in this world. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, anytime someone black steps in, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. So, um <laughs> Good old state of Texas. Texans really want Matthew McConaughey to become their governor, according to a new poll. It's weird because he just moved to Texas. But at the same time, I really don't like our governor. So, (laughs) I'm okay with anybody but our governor. Yeah, I don't live in Texas, so I'm going to... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, they say 45% of people would vote for him if he were to run. Well... 33% 33% said they would be in favor of reelecting Abbott and 22% but preferred to vote for someone else. So I know, I don't know. And he, um, I don't know what McConaughey's like leanings are, but at the same time, I actually, he actually, they say he holds huge leads among Democrats and independents. And he's a non-Republican nominee that has sent, we haven't elected non-Republicans since 1991 in Texas. But I also just really don't like Greg Abbott. <laughs> wow. He could be a lot of parties and I don't care because I don't like Greg Abbott. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just saying, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't live in Texas, so I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. But... um. Apparently in December, he criticized both sides for their extreme leanings after being called out for single out the liberals. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, <laughs> that, that's why I choose not to come in because yeah, mm, and I want to like him because I I I so I just like looking at him. I would prefer him not to yeah. speak. Yeah, I was just like to me, like I know he's probably not ideal, but I really just don't like Greg Abbott. <laughs> That's all Fair. it is. Exactly. Fair. <laughs> okay. So, karma be fast as a motherfucker sometimes. Not with my exes, but apparently with Mike Epps. Mm. So, mm. Mike Epps, you know, you know how comedians like to pull people on stage and kind of like joke around with them. So, he was talking to this chick that had like a knee brace um, from in the Jacksonville show. And he brought her on stage just to kind of talk for a minute. So he called her Miss Jacksonville because she was sporting a tiara. But then he was asking her, like, did you follow the beauty pageant? <laughs> and he was just messing with you. And then he's like, who shot you? And she was like, well, I was playing softball. But he was like, oh, I thought she was going to say something else about a ball. When I tell you, she started to walk towards the stage and his ass just fell over. <laughs> Flop this I mean, he took one step back, and it wasn't even a big step, and right. he just tumbled on over. Life comes at you fast, so fast. I just chuckled, and I was like, probably 
one time in a very long time that I watched a video, but I cracked the fuck up at that shit. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> so, next up. Lizzo drunkenly slides into Chris Evans' DMs, and I fucking stand mm-hmm. because if I had the access, <laughs> he'd be like, Why are you drunkenly in my DMs at 10 a.m.? And I'm like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> but he responded, which was really cool. Yeah. So she has made it abundantly clear that um, Chris Evans, the true Captain America, <laughs> is her far and away favorite Hollywood. Chris Evans is not the true Captain it. America. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I haven't watched the You end. you haven't, but even even then you still know he's not the true Captain America. Fine. It's the favorite Captain America. Okay. Fine. For now. Okay. <laughs> uh she once drunkenly sent him a message on Instagram. So and they said drunkenly, but it made it into his inbox at five twenty two PM. <laughs> I mean, have you not been drunk before at 5.22 p.m.? I, <laughs> I <much>. have. <laughs> but she did, like, the smoke and somebody playing basketball and basketball to say, like, shoot my shot. And she said, don't drink in DM kids for legal poor places. <laughs> this is a joke. Um. And she's like, the reason I'm upset about this one is because I know I'm not going to be able to marry him. And, and honestly, it hurts me to the core, which I totally get. <laughs> so uh, speaking of things that bring me joy, <laughs> Lizzo's TikTok is pretty amazing. So she's been doing this thing called Eat with Lizzo. And she's mm-hmm. trying weird and weird is an air quote combinations because mm-hmm. they're not weird at all <laughs> but it's supposed to anyway so like one day it was like okay and people just give her suggestions of what to try so she tried pretzels and peanut butter and the last one she tried an oreo and i think almond milk because that's all she had was almond milk so it's just funny because she's like mm-hmm. oh my god what is this gonna taste like oreo milk unheard of <laughs> it's, like, it's just so cute now like it's called eat with lizzo so shoot her over yeah. some suggestions of what you want her to try how about i say i i have pre- i buy pretzels filled with peanut butter so that was like the least weird thing i've ever heard in my life because oh yeah that's what i eat i love so, pretzels uh, filled with peanut butter too uh yeah, so Christian uh, Evans was like, you know, no shame in a junk DM. God knows I've done worse on this app. And that was talking about the time he accidentally revealed dick pics yes. from yep. his camera roll. Yep. Yep. While trying to post that yep. Instagram video. Yep. <laughs> Which, I mean, I know he was embarrassed, but we enjoyed. We enjoyed thoroughly. Thank you for your service. Okay, so lastly, we're going to talk about our favorite people in the world, which is Florida Woman. <laughs> Uh, so this Florida woman thought that she saw baby dinosaurs running through her backyard. Weird thing about it is, um, could have been a cat, could have been a possum. Definitely, it's not a baby dinosaur. <laughs> it looked like a baby dinosaur to me, and I watched it like 50, 11 times because it goes <laughs> it, it goes so fast. And then, like, anyway, I watched it like repeatedly. I don't know. Look like a like a baby dinosaur to me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, maybe it's a dog, maybe some kind of lizard. But really, 
Um, Florida is a truly left behind state, so potentially it could have dinosaurs. We never know. And because somebody <laughs> said, um, yeah, it could be like, um, I never say it right, helium monster, uh, that kind of lizard. And they do get really big. And like, I've never I mean, heard of this. <laughs> you ever heard of a helium monster? I'm sure I'm not saying it right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it doesn't spell like it sounds. Uh, I think it starts with a G. And that's all I can tell you. <laughs> Gila monster? It's not pronounced with a G, though. It's pronounced with a H. But it's spelled... Like it. It's pronounced different than how it sounds. Apparently, there's a movie called The Giant, I guess, Gila monster. It has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. But yeah, they... It's a horror movie from 1959. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get pretty big. So, I mean... And we've all seen those, like huge alligators and things that they've been having in florida just walking kind of girthy yeah that's what the pitch that's what the video looks like (laughs) so i mean you never know somebody said it was a it was clearly a dog with a harness and the leashes but i'm like listen i that video is not that clear for you to be having all these (laughs) (laughs) i decided it was a possum or a cat but you know uh, there was another video I saw, or a picture I saw on Instagram. It was like, my high ass thought these are um, not velociraptors. Maybe just normal raptors. And I'm like, those are either cats with their tails up or possums. <laughs> <laughs> but it does look like dinosaurs. So I totally get that. Alrighty. So we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back. Alrighty. And we are back, and it is time for our Someone Something. Someone Something. Okay, since we were talking about cannabis and Black people, and last week was 420, I decided we're going to talk about five women of color who are taking back the cannabis industry. Come on. As we said earlier in the episode, it's not a friendly place for people who look like us. That's right. Even though people who look like us have been funding the whole industry yep. <laughs> all this time. So um, technically, we're mostly going to be talking about women who are um, a mix of, you know, TAC, but also CBD. Um, but we'll start with the history of racism and cannabis. Historically, the police have targeted black and brown communities for their cannabis use at much higher rates than their white counterparts. And if you've been black for even a second, you're probably very aware of this history. Um, According to ACLU, from 2001 to 2010, black and white cannabis users between 18 and 25 have used cannabis at roughly the same rate. But within this time period, black users were on average 3.73 times more likely to be arrested in the United States for cannabis charges. <laughs> the biggest racial gra- gaps actually exist in Iowa, Iowa, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Let let the hypnotic wash over you. Let it wash over you. Doya knocking over her mic. mic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a night. 
exist in Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, and Washington, where the rate of arresting black users is between 7.5 and 8.5 times higher than the rate for white users. The irony is that while black and brown people are targeted for criminal cannabis use, the mostly white legal cannabis industry is booming. So, we have women that are making waves. So, let's start with Khadijah Adams. She is a former chief operating officer of C.E. Hutton, a minority-focused cannabis business development firm. As a woman of color, uh, she's not used to being taken seriously by male-dominated firms in the place. But that's why she made it her business to expose the issues of that communities of color often face in champion Black-owned cannabis issues. As a part of her efforts to change that, she recently co-authored the Minority Report, which was such a traumatizing movie. Anyways, (laughs) an annual marketing analysis on minority-owned businesses in the cannabis and hemp industries to recognize the pioneers running them. She also co-created the Green Street Academy, an online educational platform teaching the basics of investing in the cannabis industry. Then um, she decided to give back by founding Girl Get That Money, a business coaching and consultancy money movement that educates, empowers, and inspires women in business. So give it up for Khadija Adams. Next up is Mary Pryor. She first learned about the medicinal properties of cannabis after a series of high-risk hospital visits that ultimately led to a Crohn's disease diagnosis. Mm. Um, She did struggle to maintain her quality of life in the aftermath, but her friends sent her cannabis studies, and so she started doing her own research. Um, In 2015, she flew to Denver to acquire strains that could alleviate symptoms of her position condition and with help of cannabis she's been able to recover and live an active healthy life she says without cannabis i wouldn't be where i am and that's what inspired her to move to california and co-found canaclusive an agency that fosters inclusion in the cannabis industry through marketing visuals consultancy advocacy education and wellness guidance uh, they also do have a stock photo project that seeks to normalize images of people of color consuming cannabis. Come on. And lastly, um, as part of a shared um, endeavor, they spearheaded the creation of Inclusive Base, which is an online database, which is a resource for conscious customers looking to support minority-owned cannabis businesses. Uh, she is also, outside of her business, she has taken her cannabis cannabis advocacy Cannabisy, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Work to DC to reform public policies. And she is involved in the campaign for Equity First Initiative, which harnesses the power, the political power of cannabis organizers who work at the intersection of cannabis industry, ra- racial equity, and reparative justice. Girl, black women, we just like be doing it. We be doing a lot. I'm just saying. <laughs> Megan D is the next lady. She is cannabis chef, educator, and consultant, as well as the CEO and co-founder of Oracle Infused, a hemp-derived CBD wellness and personal care brand. Um, that's why I was saying that, like, yeah, there's always um, 
cannabis is coming, but for a lot of us, a lot of the industries that are available for us are also CBD. And I cannot say enough that both are good. Okay. <laughs> yes. So um, she, through her job in a cannabis kitchen, she started learning about dosage and cannabinoids, receiving mentorship from another cannabis chef. As a consultant, she worked with clients to develop alternative remedies for a variety of conditions, including depression, got that, anxiety, got that, PTSD, not so much, chronic pain, and stage four cancer. Go ahead. (laughs) You had a deep breath, so I wanted to wait. Um, So for her, uh, candidates and hemp are regimented tools to improve wellness, but she's noticed a huge lack of education on the plant's healing properties. And so that's like her life work is to work on creating the healing elements, which is really, really good because I think it's weird because it's like the people... Like the people that were older, they were all into like just weed and drugs for fun, and now like weed is bad and drugs are bad. And I'm like, there's still some healing elements to certain things <laughs> grown out of the ground, but whatever. <laughs> um, did you ever? Why am I thinking that at one time you you were trying to like infuse some foods or something, or did I make that up? Are we, yeah. you trying to like do butter or something? Yeah. Did you do it? <laughs> well, it was more on the, well, it was more for fun. But I am interested in learning more about like infusing stuff with CBD. Yeah. Because that is more readily available where I am. And I think it's still like, because I'm a big fan of like CBD gummies to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't always have to be like just good old high times. I think sometimes it's, you know like just the normal balance it doesn't take away from you like productivity cbd gummies um have the same effect as melatonin on me from when i sleep so it makes me have wonky dreams mm-hmm. yeah mine is. but i like i know it. i <laughs> i about to say i gave you the idea about the wonky dreams of melatonin but i haven't had issues with cbd sorry mm-hmm. for the hiccups okay sarita wright is an award-winning cannabis advocate, as well as co-founder and CMO of Esther Hayes, a media company offering women of color a space to learn about the numerous lifestyle and career opportunities within the cannabis history. I love that. I'm just saying, like, teach us something. Because, you know, I think as Black women, we we go towards education because we know it's a means to our improvement and our elevation of, you know, our lives. And so creating that kind of space where we can learn more about it is really, really good. Um, so she previously worked at Black Enterprise and was able to meet other people um, and kind of be inspired. And then she also attended something called Canopy which was the nation's top cannabis accelerators and decided to co-found it with um, other people, including Safan Floyd and Kylie White. So it's really dope. Um, I don't know much about it, but again, 
the best way to not not know much about it is to educate yourself about it. <laughs> Lastly, Simone Gates. She is a corporate wellness trainer and founder of the Bade Collection, an organic CBD-infused wellness skincare brand designed to reduce inflammation. Um, as somebody who is a 30-something woman, inflammation is becoming more of a more of a problem <laughs> and so i'm like yes let's talk about it let's talk about how sometimes i wake up with my knee feeling weird and I'm like, how we go fix this so uh she played around in her kitchen with homemade remedies that ultimately helped her reduce her pain and the pain of her fellow fitness people and then she decided to take a leap and start her own business and that really speaks to me because like a lot of times the issues that we deal with if we work through that, it's really a great space to springboard to start your own business. Because guess what? If you're dealing with it, somebody else is dealing with it. So um, we will link this in the podcast, but I definitely want y'all to just, you know, check out. Like, it, like I said, this is a quickly growing business that um, we want to get in on. Because it's going to be, I believe uh, my friend lives in Chicago and they legalized mm. maybe in September last year. And yeah. last year they made a billion dollars in tax revenue. So this is the space we need to get in and get our money. So we're going to move along to our poor life decision. All righty. Poor life decision. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more hype because of the hypnotic. Anyway, so we're going to talk about things that, you know, affect our brains, which is what hypnotic does. But five emotional self-healing techniques. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I have coasted through a lot of this pandemic coping in all of the worst of ways and not dealing with my emotions. And so I'm finally just opening my eyes and I'm like, my eyes, my eyes feel semi They're droopy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually have like something on my phone that says, um, you know, seeking being whole and not perfection and i'm like that's that's hard because we like perfection but you know being a better human and being more grounded mm -hmm. will definitely get me further in this world okay so emotional self-healing is about maintaining emotional health and handling stress hurt and our vulnerabilities effectively which can prevent us from being balanced grounded and emotionally mature so, um, having an emotional self-healing routine is essential to maintaining our emotional health and well-being. The following list of emotional health healing can techniques, words, <laughs> words are hard, can be used as a foundation of building positive habits that will move your overall emotional health and help you to deal with any obstacles that might throw you out of being balanced, which is everything. Okay, let's start with kindness and compassion. Emotional self-help 
healing starts with kindness and compassion towards your own vulnerabilities and needs. My boss used to say, or she always says, like, never say something to yourself that you wouldn't say to a little girl. And so, like, I know out of everything, I am probably the meanest to myself, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm real nice to y'all. I'm like, oh, you know, life's okay, you know? Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. And then I'd be like, you bitch, why can't you get this shit together? (laughs) Yeah. It really is. Um, So the world wants you to rush, stay busy, and push yourself to achieve no matter what. We might often believe that we need to sacrifice our own needs and well-being in order to catch up to others and be successful. This attitude, however, creates more problems than it solves because it disconnects us from our bodies and makes listening to our physical and emotional needs difficult. How do you listen to your physical and emotional needs? Are you asking me? I thought it was a, you know, (laughs) question. Um, I don't. (laughs) That's probably why I'm in the situation I'm in now. I don't. Um, I'm probably, I'm trying to do better about it. But um, one thing about Mm -hmm. people like me or just people who, people who like (laughs) function at a high level of stress very often one thing my doctor told Mm me a long time ago by the time I say oh wow I'm really stressed out I'm actually beyond stressed like it was you know it's like you build up Mm -hmm. this this scab and so you really just kind of have to start like paying attention Mm -hmm. and knowing I hate to say I'm not gonna say that word but just knowing what like ticks you off knowing what's going to be difficult for you and then listening to your body because your body will physically tell you when mm-hmm. to sit the fuck down yeah i agree um it kind of goes back to like the whole thing about my move and the storm and all of that is like i yeah. i went into survival mode and then a month and a half later i was like what has happened like what have i been yeah. doing because i had checked out of life and so checking back in and being like, okay, well, mm-hmm. how, do, where do we go from here? You know? Um, so you do no matter what, and I do it all the time. I catch mm-hmm. myself not being nice to myself and be like, okay, well, and I know for me, I always struggled the notion of mindfulness because I was like, sorry, Roxy wanted to get in. <laughs> The idea of mindfulness where they're like, okay, identify the emotion and let it go. And I'm like, what are we supposed to do with it? Like, if I identify this emotion, (laughs) it takes a lot of work. (laughs) You just want me to let it go? That doesn't work. And so that's a moment to be kind to yourself and be like, okay, it's perfectly normal that you're overwhelmed right now, you know? But how can we take care of me in that moment? And so it's not necessarily letting go of shit because I can't. But like, what can we do to show yeah, ourselves and when compassion they, in that and space? When we see like let it go, that doesn't mean that you're gonna forget it forever. It's never gonna affect you again. So I don't want people to feel like because mm. no, you're human. I and I'm the type of person I dwell on things, acknowledge it and dismiss it mm-hmm. 
and when it comes back acknowledge it and dismiss it again like that's you know one thing I had to work through in therapy was like it's gonna come back because that was my thing like well why am I coming to therapy if you can't teach Mm -hmm. me how to get rid of these thoughts (laughs) they're gonna come back but don't Mm -hmm. let it consume your day because I will and he yeah yeah that makes sense um I think sometimes it's acknowledge it put a pin on it you know make it a parking lot and work through it later and so my therapist was like hey um journal about what is important about you and I got super neurotic about it and so I was like what does important mean let me break down what important means and then I can go back and be like okay this is a rubric for like because what I was struggling was like a lot of people I think I am drawn by what other people think about me greatly. So I wanted to know what important meant so I could be like, okay, this is a thing that I think is important by me. Does it match with this definition? And then it worked for me. So So you wanted to look at it more objectively. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't, I can't emotionally say what's important by me because all I do is repeat what other people have said about me. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Sometimes I have to overthink just to think normally. (laughs) Next up, stop self-criticism. This is very strong tie to what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, What would happen if you stop criticizing yourself for every little mistake? I don't know, because I can't. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) So it's easy to think if you stop self-criticism, you wouldn't know when you made a mistake. Or there wouldn't be anything that can motivate you to take positive actions in your life. But this is a fallacy. It only leads us to feel stressed, anxious, or demotivated. Especially if we criticize ourselves for our vulnerabilities or needs. Knowing when we made a mistake or whether something in our behavior needs improvement is based on witnessing the actual outcomes of your actions. You perform A, which leads to B. You then proceed to analyze this chain of events and you end up drawing conclusions of what you've done right and what you've done wrong. It's still, um, that's where the process should stop, but you often end up going forward and judging ourselves. So, for doing or not doing something. We evaluate ourselves rather than our actions. <sighs> this yeah. is just a lot. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's like the pastor saying, I'm talking to you while I'm talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly I'm talking to me, but <laughs> it is a lot. Uh, this like, next one is really hard for me as well. Um, it's kind of like what my therapist and I have been talking about. Embrace solitude. Although positive relationships can aid us in emotional he- healing, essentially it's up to us to create space in our lives for self-care where we can spend time to listen to our needs. You can't listen to others and listen to yourself simultaneously. Overly relying on others to guide us or to cater to our needs without balancing with self-care creates dependence and disconnects us further from ourselves. That's what my therapist and I are talking about, like spending time with myself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> What's that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it is... In solitude, where we learn how to distinguish the voice of our body from the voices of others. And that goes back to, like, me working through what important means. And then what is important to me compared to what I've been told all my life. Next up, needs versus desires. 
which is very confusing when you're sad <laughs> and you want to spend money on things. But it's easy to confuse needs with desires. Both might drive us to take a particular action. However, needs are an expression of our body needing something essential. Think of like the Maslow's Maslow hierarchy of needs. Maslow. Maslow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maslow. Huh? It's Pavlov, but then it's Maslow, right? Yeah, Maslow. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay, you see, you see how hypnotic makes me dumb. Anyways, <laughs> listen, words. Okay, but desire desires are often a representation of our compulsions, stress, insecurities, or simply habits. And so that is like you know when you don't feel like you have your essential things, and then you start to freak out about other things. So although fulfilling our desires feels pretty good. The feeling is illusionary as it is short-lived. Essentially, unmoderated desires can lead us to take compulsive actions which yield nothing but a short-term gratification and long-term consequences. Again, going back to like my phone background, I put a picture of um, the kitchen that I want because I want to paint all of my cabinets green with gold pulse. And so something I've been telling myself lately is like, do you want the house or do you want this? (laughs) Because I love spending to make myself feel better, but um, it's not conducive to my home ownership goals. And so um, that's one thing. And again, I have different things on this picture. Like I said, seek to be whole, not perfect. And then in terms of like wanting to feel confidence i have Issa ray because Issa ray and i are probably fairly alike we're kind of first gen kids probably a little weird hella creative but she channeled her stuff you know she is where she is whereas i i everywhere <laughs> but like i want to have that level of confidence so yeah we um do- i'm pretty good at distinguishing between desires and needs um it's just that i give my desires the same level of respect that i give my needs so yeah (laughs) but i'm pretty good about knowing whether i need something or not Uh, that doesn't mean i'm not gonna get it like i'm i'm pretty good at that but i'm still gonna get it (laughs) yeah i'm aware that i don't need it but doesn't mean yeah i'm not gonna get it but but i i I hold my desires in high regard so yeah in contrast needs lead us to feeling satisfied and fulfilled compared eating a healthy meal that provides your body with the nutrition your body needs versus eating a few pieces of cake only because it's pleasant and it feels good (laughs) i mean okay (laughs) yeah i i am okay with like okay i'll eat the salad i'm gonna get a bite of cake and that, it's not that's, either or. <laughs> well, but that's a balanced life. I mean, that's yeah. the way it should be. No, you shouldn't be eating a bite of cake every time you eat something. But like, you know, if you want a bite of cake today, have a bite today. Yeah. But essentially, like, fulfilling our emotional needs leads to satisfaction and health, a.k.a. long-term benefits, whereas catering to emotional desires least to further cravings and only temporary well-being i just say balance 
<laughs> I just, I don't believe in, like, not giving yourself that. And, like, sometimes, like, I'll be like, okay, I want this thing from Amazon. I'll put it in my cart and wait a few days. And if I don't really need it, I don't get it. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, it's just sometimes you do have to delay those desires just to see if you really, really needed it. And lastly, and the most rude one, self-honesty. <laughs> lastly, emotional self-healing needs to be fundamentally based on being honest with ourselves. This includes understanding what we are feeling and why. Judging our emotions for being good or bad pushes us towards mental space, which might cause us to disconnect from our emotions and confuse our thoughts and evaluations with our feelings. Therefore, an important element of self-honesty is accepting all the emotions we experience, including hiccups, which isn't emotions, but it's still <laughs> harrowing. <laughs> feelings don't lie. It's important to understand that all your feelings and emotions are valid because they exist and can be experienced. They are true. The only time they might not be true is when we invalidate them through our judgments, dismissal, denial, or avoidance. Self-honesty is essential to emotional self-healing, not only because it helps us to stay connected with our emotional side, but also it can help us to be more authentic and whole. So, I I know for me it's hard because it's like, you know, we grew up, especially where we were raised, it's good or bad. And so it's like, this feeling, what do I do with it? How do I make it valid, but also be like, it should not be driving you to a bad action. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, um, I didn't really have like that. I guess because my parents were young mm. and also I come from a family of educators and counselors and all of that. So it was, you know, I was taught the concept of it doesn't have to be either or. So, mm you know I'm pretty good at acknowledging what I'm feeling I'm not very good at verbalizing it or even giving it a proper name sometimes mm -hmm. but as far as like you know that black or white situation yeah I'm pretty good I with at in between <laughs> Yeah, I'm super proud of you because you did acknowledge your feelings last week. So I want to give you an applause. Oh, uh, I was so like, what did I do last week? <laughs> you did not shut down and you spoke to us about your feelings. And I'm really happy for you. Um, I think the way I grew up, I was, I was just different from my family. I'm very, very emotional. And nobody knew had to deal with it. <laughs> yes. And so I'm same like and of course I'm raised by my grandmother mm -hmm. and she just, you know, I'm not like her kids. Mm -hmm. But part that's part of why I love my granny so much is because even growing up, I could see that she was really trying with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like it was easier for my parents again because my parents were young, you know, mm -hmm. but like she just wasn't. Like, she wasn't used to her children telling her how they feel or being overly emotional about something because that was talking back. Mm -hmm. But 
she wasn't like that with me because she knew that I just had to get it off my chest. Like if you did something mm. to me and I don't appreciate it, I need to get it off my chest. Yeah. It's a generational issue. I think with our generation, I think we'll be different parenting wise. Cause to some extent, like survival isn't like a thing where it requires us to not even care about our well being anymore. Right. Um, right. But, and so hopefully we'll be better for the next generation. Yeah. But I get it. Like our, our parents had to survive. Our grandparents had to survive at all costs. Did not matter what else was happening. Right. So. And we are finally at a place where hopefully we can teach our children how to thrive. Like, you know, yes. and live. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, the buy you a dream. My side, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. I want to say a prayer for India and their COVID spike. Um, their leadership allowed them to, you know, go out and connect for festivals and stuff like that. And now they're seeing the repercussions. So um, I think, believe today they had like 350,000 new cases. They don't have oxygen. So a lot of times people are just dying for the lack of oxygen. I cried about it this morning. I'll probably cry about it again. And it's just the lack of preparation. Like if you were going to open things up, you knew that, like, and they have like a very new, dangerous, very, you know, communicative strain, and they did not prepare for that. And so, it's such a densely populated area. It is. It is. It is. Like it's crazy. So, just want to say prayers for India and um, as they weather this new level of COVID that they're dealing with. Um, but on the funny side, I just want to buy a drink for black women. Yes. They're dope as hell. And yes. they do dope shit every day. So I would like to buy a drink for my doctor. <laughs> and the reason why is because she always tells me I'm gorgeous and it just makes me feel so good. <laughs> And it's just, it's just a a black, she's an older black lady and she's always like, you know, and I was a little tense, um, when I went this, um, uh, past Friday, I told Doyen, so I went to the doctor, I'm going for one thing, come to find out, she tells me I have a sinus infection, which I had no idea and I was feeling perfectly fine. And then ever since she told me, I've just been going downhill. Like I feel like crap. (laughs) It was like, I was fine before you (laughs) told me that I was sick. But um, mm-hmm. anywho, yeah, she's just always like up big ups me, and she's like, "Have you ever considered modeling for anything? Like you're just so gorgeous." And I'm like, "Girl, you gonna get paid?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love it, and I appreciate it. So I'm about her a drink. <laughs> That's how I feel about my dental hygiene. And they're like, "You have such a gorgeous smile." I'm like, bitch, you ain't gotta lie. Like, just, just clean my teeth. Yes. Get on my face. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, Doyen, why don't you tell the people how they can talk to us? Okay. You can talk to us very kindly. (laughs) (laughs) 
as we should also as well. But we are definitely on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision. It's one decision because we're changing them one at a time. And sometimes we do have to loop back and just check in on it again. But we do one at a time. It's also the same name as our Etsy page. That's where you can buy a mug. Really cool mug that says may contain alcohol. You can also buy a sticker that says may contain alcohol and, you know, some other stuff. But um, we're also on Twitter. It's PLD Pod. I think TV is ramping back up. So we'll definitely be on there with our cool TV shows and talk about things. Yes. Or I will just be on there belatedly talking about American Horror Story because I'm just now watching it. Hey, it's, it's the first <laughs> time for everybody, you know? People right. are coming yeah. coming to things late. I'm just now watching the originals. I never did watch Vampire Diaries, but I'm just now watching originals and I'm loving it. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Again, um, can't encourage you guys enough to check out that Etsy shop. Lots of cute, cute things. Um, also, be sure that you go to um, iTunes or uh, I think Spotify. No, no, Spotify doesn't let you do it. Somebody else lets you do it. But anyway, iTunes is where it counts. Listen to us on whatever platform, you know, best works for you. But hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating. Give us five stars because those others don't work. Leave us a beautiful review. DM us and we will send you a sticker for being such a sweetie pie. (laughs) Yes, I have stamps. I'm ready for (laughs) y'all. Um... I don't think I have any announcements or anything. Just, um, oh, I tried the um, the new the 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 other Fenty, not the not the matte, but the hydration um, foundation. I like it. Oh, it my I have the my skin is super oily. And it works mm-hmm. just fine. I mean, I have the I use a bomb ass primer, so that probably helps. But yeah, it works just fine. So I love it. I told I told my sister, your line sister, I was like, "What can I do to get you off of Bobby Brown?" Because I'm pretty sure she's been on Bobby Brown forever. She's like, "Well, if you can find me somebody with a foundation," I was like, "Fancy Beauty." Oh, um, she likes powder foundation. Mm-hmm. So when Fancy has powder foundations, she's like, okay, I'll try it. I'm like, yes. But Bobby Brown is okay. Bobby, look, Bobby Brown is for the girls with the coins. Bobby Brown is fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's been on it for a minute. I just, you know, I just want her to venture out and try different stuff. Because that's what I do. See, I'm I'm all about (laughs) if you find something that works for you, like, do it. I'll try new things. But I honestly try new things because my friends ask me to. (laughs) Yeah. It has a fancy, uh, it's kind of like the tinty. Yeah, I saw that. Thing. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a little dark, so it might not be like my summer. But it's really good, like light coverage. Okay. But it may not be my summer look. Okay. I think I just have to figure out a powder for the summer because you know I have two sets of skin. And that was another <laughs> thing. Like so, coming off of the winter. I'm always a tad lighter, you know, because I get lighter in the winter, Mm -hmm. as most people do. But I guess from COVID and like not really going out at all, my skin Mm -hmm. is a whole different color. Like I had to redo my Fenty shade. I had to figure it out like all over again. 
My struggle is like my chest is so much lighter than my face. Yeah. Yeah. At any point of the year. Yeah. And so it's like if I'm going to have my chest out, I need a lighter color on my face. Yeah. That's a common, you know, black girl issue. Us. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, guys. Yes. Continue to drink your water. Take your vitamins. Take your meds. Call your people. Um, Love on each other. Be kind to yourself. Be okay with not doing a lot of productivity That's sometimes. Right. Just, you know, binge a show, read a book, sit on TikTok for 15 minutes. It's okay. Or an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. That's a little hard for me. But <laughs> Okay. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. We love y'all. Hey, yo, shop. Let them hoes know. Now you can tell from my everyday fits. I ain't rich, so cease and desist with them tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix. Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Just because I'm a freak don't mean that we can hit the sheets. Baby, I can see that you don't recognize me. I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your panties. Never knew a hooker that could share me. I guess.